Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with BJ Moore, CIO and EVP of Real Estate Strategy and Operations at Providence. In part two, Moore talks about the critical steps that must be taken to lessen the healthcare divide, digital or otherwise, how his team was able to double down on long term investments during the pandemic, how storytelling can empower people to make decisions at the local level and why he believes the real focus shouldn't be on big data, but on data streams. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and since threat actors often show up with legitimate credentials, stopping them can be tough, especially if your Active Directory hygiene has been less than perfect. But you can't secure Active Directory now and clean up later. Find out more about identity protection and AD hardening at CrowdStrike.com healthcare. One of the things that kind of came to light or came to light even more from the rise in digital health was the divide and, and the challenges there. And it's such a big issue and it's not going to be solved overnight. But any thoughts on like really what the industry can do to prove that? Well, first, we have to recognize it can be a problem, right? Pre-COVID, there was already a divide on healthcare quality and experience between, you know, various communities. I think the digital divide could accelerate that. And so we do recognize as a health system that is a risk. As amazing telehealth is, if you don't have a device, if you don't have good Wi-Fi, if you don't have good cellular connectivity, you're actually creating a bigger divide for those. So we recognize it. Um, we're not ready to announce partnerships yet, but we... How do you kind of build these experience in a box where a patient could have a, a 5G device at home you know, that can connect with these medical devices, can connect with the telehealth experience that we just provide, you know, out-of-the-box connectivity that allows them to have digital experiences, recognizing they may not have the tools themselves at home. Mm-hmm. But we're really more on the problem identification stage. We're really just beginning to ideate on how we may solve it. But I mean, the good news, we recognize it's a risk, and if we don't proactively build it in up front, we are going to create that digital divide. Yeah. Yeah, and there really seems to be a recognition that addressing it and starting to take steps, this is this is the long game, and there has to be, you know, it a recognition is. of that. I mean, just the last step back to, you know, why we combined real estate and, and IS here, you know, yeah. it's the elasticity of healthcare, right? You're going to have a flu season. We're going to have ebbs and flows in the capacity of our health system, and, and digital yeah. tools are the, going to be the best way to have that elasticity. So, yeah, it is not a, a trend for COVID. It is kind of a permanent cornerstone Yeah. healthcare. Yeah, so now just in the time that you have been with Providence, yeah. obviously so much has gone on, but... How do you feel like your own philosophy has evolved? I mean, I'm sure that it probably has in several ways, but just in terms of how you see your role and the value you bring. Um, I certainly joined two and a half years ago because I you know, wanted to be part of that digital transformation have an impact. I guess the way I've seen it evolve is I went from thinking I would have a big impact to seeing that we have a huge impact. What I really appreciate and I want to recognize is we've, you know, I've had other reporters ask, you know, if we decreased our investments in long-term and kind of long-term things to evolve ourselves. And I'm proud to say we haven't. The plans that we had before COVID are still the plans we have today. We didn't de-invest in those things. We, if anything, doubled down in a lot of these areas because we knew 
we obviously need to survive COVID, but when COVID's over, we need to make sure we're digitally transformed and we're a, a healthy health system. I didn't know that it necessarily evolved. I think it may be just more matured. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've heard my three strategic pillars, simplify, modernize, and innovate. Those continue to ring true. We continue to execute upon that. When I first joined, I said we're about, healthcare is about 15 or 20 years behind other industries. Mm-hmm. We're two and a half years in that journey. We believe we're only another year away from being modern and being caught up, not just for healthcare, but any Fortune, Fortune 50 company. Yeah. So maybe I should have a more mature answer and say it's evolved <laughs> more, but it hasn't. I guess just we had a sound strategy and we, we haven't wavered from that and we're executing upon it. Yeah. Right. From my perspective, it's, it's interesting to see how roles like the CIO do keep evolving. And I had read, I don't know where it was, but you were interviewed or wrote something about storytelling. And to me, that's so interesting yeah. because we're really yeah. starting to see that become part of the role. And just wanted yeah. to get your thoughts on that a bit. Yeah, real quick, because you said something before I should have said. When I took on the real estate role, I was actually elevated to report to the CEO. So to your point, the CIO role evolves. So my role expanded, but I also got closer. Now I report directly to CEO, part of the board, so the importance is here. As far as storytelling, I mean, we've got a big, complex health system. You know, we've got these strategic pillars and these eight initiatives, but how do you tell it in a story that uh, resonates and tell it in a way that it actually empowers people? So the goal of take that simple concept of simplify, modernize, innovate, I also align it to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, simplify is like eating, breathing, sleeping. Modernize is like sending the kids to school and innovate is, you know, like self-actualization that, you know, people can get their minds around kind of that hierarchy and construct. Hmm. But where it's empowering is you're an entry-level employee and you're working on something. It gives you a a story, a construct to refer to. Why am I working on self-actualization stuff when my family is starving? You know, am I doing the right stuff? Yeah. And so it allows that individual decision making for people to make sure what they're working on, their prioritizing is aligned to what's best for our patients and caregivers. And so the only way to get, in my mind, get really complex things across the people is through storytelling. And so that's that's what we've done. We were able to tell that story pretty early on. And again, I should be more um, introspective and say, boy, the story's really changed. But no, we've really been able to write that story and adopt it. And it's really carried us through these trying times. Yeah, and I guess it comes into play in different ways, not just something like trying to sell the board on a certain solution, but it seems like it comes into play really in so many ways. It does. And then human beings like frameworks, right? Yeah, And the board true. needs to understand, you know, be able to kind of attach these things to some sort of framework. I mean, it's a big, complex system. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to think of it as not a selling tool. It's interesting you said that to me. Yeah. I, I like to think of it as primarily an empowerment tool, right? Allow that local decision making because I won't pretend to have all the answers. So how do you, how do you localize decisions? And I think the stories more provide for agility and empowerment than selling. So going back to a little bit before about you know the real estate and, and what you're thinking about with, with that hospital bed being an abstract idea, yeah, yeah. what do you see like happening more down the road with that? You know, it's kind of this additive thing, this virtuous cycle, right? We In healthcare, we talk about big data, but frankly, we're not really dealing with big data yet. So I'll take three concepts and I'll pull them all together. So you have 
AI and machine learning, right, that kind of get used interchangeably. They're different, but unfortunately we commingle them. Mm-hmm. There's big data, and then there's Internet of Things. And so what I see evolving in this care delivery of the future, more virtual bed, is we're going to have to have more Internet of Things, right, more devices that are managing or measuring individuals' health real time. Right, so you've got a, you know, we're monitoring your activity, your heart rate, your blood pressure, your temperature, you know, a number of things. Um, and then where that feeds, so that allows for remote care delivery. But what's more interesting is that creates streams of data that then can go into the cloud and get attached to your health record. Right, and now you start going from large data sets to actually big data sets, right? Big data sets really come from live stream data. Mm-hmm. And then the way AI and ML works the best is the bigger the data set, the more effective those tools and models can be. So now you've got these streams of data coming in on me as an individual, then you're really going to be able to, to light up what artificial intelligence can do because now it can keep track of BJ Moore as an individual. Why is his activity levels changing? Why is his heart rate changing? Does he have COVID? Why is his temperature so high? You know, there's a number of things we can do. And it wouldn't be done with a human being. It could be an artificial intelligent bot that's now keeping track of every patient or health system. Obviously, the patient would have to opt in. It's all patient opt-in, right? Security, mm-hmm. privacy of a patient. Right. It would be something they would opt in. Want it to be managed by a health bot. I've, I've signed up. I've you know got my devices going to the cloud. And, mm-hmm. But I opt in. That's the power of tech. To, to get ML to be effective, you need to have big data. To get big data effective, you need data streams. To get data streams, you need Internet of Things devices, medical devices. And to get those, you really need to do, you know, instrument these things in your homes or in your hospitals. And those are going to be these medical devices we stream. So hopefully, I know it's kind of an abstract concept, but hopefully you can see how all three of those fit together mm-hmm. and really allows us to more effectively do, just really change the way we deliver healthcare, right? Yeah. Um, and it can only be done with tech, right? Uh, if you're Bill Gates, even if you could afford a staff of doctors, a staff of doctors couldn't keep track of Bill's real-time health as effectively as a trained artificial intelligence bot would be able to. Yeah. <laughs> well, then back to the digital divide, you don't need to be a Bill Gates, right? You can be yeah. the poorest in the community and, and those things scale. We don't care if we're monitoring Bill Gates or you know, the poorest of the poor. It's the same cost to us. It's just compute in the cloud. Hmm. It's interesting. It's very cool to think about that, too, when, you know, there, there's so much potential. Yeah, it really is. I think about COVID early on, right? You know, it started here in, in Everett, the first patient in January of, of 2020. Yeah. You imagine if temperature devices were, you know, just as everybody has an Apple Watch, imagine if everybody's watch had temperature gauges and that was going to the cloud. Instead of just knowing there's one person in Everett that checked in with, you know, COVID, we may have seen, gosh, there's like normally only 50 people in Everett that have a fever. Why are there two or 300 people? So we could have had yeah. early warnings at a community level, but again, you're just never going to have unless somebody goes into the hospital. So it just opens yeah. up so many scenarios that we just can't do today. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.